Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudla. I'm Jesper De Jong. I'm Henry Laksa. I am Francisco Segundolo. And you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Good evening, tennis fans. Here we are. Another day of Monte Carlo action comes to a close and we get the matchup we were all hoping for. And with an added twist, Lorenzo Musetti goes through with a double bagel victory over Luca Nardi and he will face Novak Djokovic in round three. And I cannot wait for this matchup, JG. How about you? Well, we jumped straight on the podcast to discuss it. We was going to do a news video, but we thought this one is too important to miss. And we've got a lot of opinions on this matchup. So we thought we would give a preview of Djokovic versus Massetti and then speak about some of the other matches. So let's get straight into it and start off with the big one of Djokovic versus Massetti. And probably the best place to start is with the Italian because... He's been performing pretty well, right, Ben? He's been performing, well, immaculately, we could say. His last three sets have all been bagels. He knocked out the finalist from Estoril in the first round. It was uh, Mia Mia Ketsmanovic, and he bageled him in the second set. Luca Nardi, the guy who we've been sort of talking about on here, saying, oh, he's sort of the next, like, Italian in line sort of coming through he's he's just won his first match at a Masters well guess what he just got double bageled by an informed Lorenzo Musetti and I think this is super exciting right now the fact that he's playing in this sort of caliber of style of tennis in this tournament Lorenzo Musetti might be back to that standard that when he broke on the scene when he was winning those matches in Rome I think it was about two or three years ago. This in like he was hitting winners after winners against the likes of Vavrinka, Nishikori, people like that. He was wiping players off the court. And now we're going to see if he can emulate what he did in the first two sets against Novak Djokovic at Roland Garros two years ago. I mean, I don't want to be harsh on Massetti, but he's been nothing short of dreadful this year. Um, yeah. He's hardly pulled together any kind of results of note out in the opening round of the Australian Open against Lloyd Harris. Played on the clay after that. Was terrible. Lost pretty much every match. Jari, Verilas, Munar. Granted, they're good clay court players. They're top 50 players. But we was expecting a little bit more from Massetti, who is quite high in the rankings himself now. I think 21. And he's a young boy. He's, a, he's still learning his trade. But I was expecting more from him. Marrakesh, he played last week, beat Gaston and then lost to Muller. I know Muller had a really good event and I think he won the whole thing, in fact, didn't he? 
Um, did he lose the final? Well, sorry, yeah, he, he, he was winning the, the final and then lost to Cabo Espana yeah. in the final. But he still had a really good week. So you can kind of let Massetti off slightly with that one. But since then, Monaco, a Masters event, bigger than any of the other events he's played on the clay. Uh, and he beat Kismanovic, who I think is a really good player. And Luca Nardi, who's also a good player. And look at the fashion he's been doing it in. So he's finding the form at the right time. Tragic start of the year. And he's slowly started, started to improve this week, pretty much. And I'm actually quite optimistic that we're going to get a good match against Djokovic. Some people might call me delusional because the last three times they've played, Djokovic has won all three of them. But if we go back to the Roland Garros one, um, yep. let me just get it up here because I believe that is the last one they played, right? No, no sorry. That was the, sorry, the, the first one they played yep. in on the clay. So the last time they played on clay, the last two were both on the hard courts. Massetti was very good in that one. I'm hoping we see something similar to Roland Garros. And I think the other thing Massetti has in his favour is the fact that Djokovic isn't coming into this one super hot. Against yeah. uh, Gakov in the last round, he, he said himself, he was sort of struggling through. It wasn't a perfect performance, but he got the job done. Very professional. Against Massetti, I think if he plays in that same way, he may not be as fortunate because... Massetti has more tools than Gakov and he's playing a lot better right now. And he's already shown before when Djokovic was playing quite well at Roland Garros in 2021 that he was able to take two sets off him. So I am very encouraged that we are going to get a close performance and a close match from Massetti. Whether or not he can beat him is another matter. I think that is always a step too far for him. Not necessarily technically, but, but definitely mentally. Yeah, I would totally agree with you on that. I feel that the one thing we, well, no one can say that Lorenzo Musetti isn't talented because when he puts his game together, if we got to see it and with the right mental edge, I feel he beats literally anybody on tour. And that is a compliment to him as a, as a tennis player. His game is that good. That backhand is so devastating. And he... He is an attacking, offensive tennis player. He doesn't like hold back. When he knows he's playing well, he goes for it. And we saw it against Djokovic. He was playing well against Djokovic at Roland Garros. He won two sets in a row against him. And that's only because he is good on his day. And he's beaten very good players before. And those results in this tour... Though before the match against Djokovic of Roland Garros, he was a really good player. Went into yeah. that match and we was, were really excited. He then took the first two sets and completely capitulated and ended up retiring. Yeah. Since that moment, in the rest of that year, I've got some stats here. He struggled mentally and he won six out of 21 matches to end the year. So something just completely happened. Yeah. I know we said he snatched his soul. Is him playing Djokovic now again on the clay... Forget the two hardcore ones. I didn't really give him a chance on them. But on the clay, he's definitely a bit closer. Is he now going to be able to get his soul back? And if he's able to beat Djokovic, does he then become favourite for Monte Carlo and a contender for Roland Garros? Does he then become the guy we saw before he lost at Roland Garros to, to Novak Djokovic? Will he just pick up from there? I mean, it's a massive match. So I'm really it's looking huge. forward to it. We will be covering it, me and Ben on the live watch alongs tomorrow. So please join us for it. And I I will stand by what I said at the start. I do think it's a big ask. I do think Djokovic will beat him. 
Um, but I think we're going to see a closer match than maybe the ones we saw on the hard courts. Yeah, I think that this is the perfect time for Musetti to redeem himself after that. I would call it a bit of an embarrassment the way that he ended his match in Roland Garros that time. This, he's playing out of his skin right now. No better time to play Djokovic than at his, his worst masters, some may, may call it. He's not looked didn't look great against Gakov. He just got through it. And now he's coming up against somebody who's just hitting clean, playing well. I feel that there could be a set in this for sure for Massetti. I think if he comes out, starts firing, the crowd are going to get behind him and they're going to want to see a three-setter. And I feel that then if Djokovic comes back, they may start favouring Djokovic as well. It's going to be an interesting one, but I still feel that Massetti's good for a set in this match. Uh, another thing on Massetti at the end of the match against Luca Nardi, the 19-year-old from Italy, there was a bit of a weird moment where Massetti screamed at the top of his lungs after double bageling him. And I thought that was a little bit strange. There must be some kind of uh, story going on behind the scenes for that to happen, in my opinion. I don't think it would happen uh, in, in normal circumstances. You'd think you'd be quite supportive of someone from your country, mm. who's young, who's just trying to learn his trade, who's come through the qualifiers, just like Massetti used to. Yep. So I thought that was a tad strange. A lot of people were saying maybe it's the fact that he's not won back-to-back on clay for a very long time. He's not been maybe. able to pull together results. He's been playing really poorly. And for him, just to win two matches in a row was a big deal. And it was like a sense of relief and just getting rid of all the emotion. Other people are looking into it a lot further, saying that, that he's clearly trying to prove a point to this kid and there's some things what have been maybe been said behind closed doors uh we'll never really know but i'm open to you and your speculation because i know you love to make things up <laughs> yeah well for me this i i would see as him just being you want a conspiracy theory ben well this is your moment for me i reckon that the reason that he's done this is when you're getting so close to double bageling somebody that is probably a really big moment. He knows, he must know that he is playing incredible tennis right now. To be able to do that to somebody who is actually... Nardi's been playing really well. He's coming in and he's another person probably looking to try and take Mussetti's place as maybe a top Italian or the, the, the second best Italian behind Sinner. Like that type of thing. And it's sort of a way of just exerting his dominance on like the youth coming up and just proving to himself, I'm in a fantastic form right now. I got a double bag. How many people can say they got a double bagel against somebody in a Masters event? Not many people. Well, I'm glad you posed the question because we've got the tweet. Mr. Only tweeted out um, players who have got a double bagel at Monte Carlo. And you'll be surprised to know Rafael Nadal is not on there. We've got Gulimi, Villas, uh, Arthur Ashe, uh, Amosetti here most recently, but there's only five names there. No Djokovic, no Nadal and no Federer. Wow. Uh, Segway of the year, I think, that one, without even knowing it. That's a good one, wasn't it? <laughs> I didn't even realise. But that's incredible. He's on a very fine list there. And that might be the thing that he would be thinking about. It's a massive tournament. Monte Carlo has got to be something that he would be thinking at the back of his mind. I must do well here. I know I'm good enough to go deep in this tournament. 
and he just has to prove it. Like it, there is a chance, and I'm people might call me crazy. There is a chance he can beat Novak Djokovic tomorrow. There is a definite chance, and in his mind, if he keeps his mental right, and Djokovic has a bit of a wobble and he's not quite there like he was against Fakina last year, Musetti could beat him. And I think that Djokovic will probably know that coming onto court, and he needs to be fully focused tomorrow because it's not going to be an easy matchup. And I feel that the crowd after that result today are going to probably be hoping Massetti turns up and starts firing in the same way. I'm just worried, like you said, about is he going to get in his own head a little bit? That's the only thing that worries me a bit. Yeah, and I think last year he did lose to Davidovich Fikina, but then he did have a good event. So he still took him all the way to three sets. I think this event suits him. He's definitely going to be a player we see do better results on the clay courts. Yeah. He's not really been able to transition into other surfaces like, say, Casper Ruud or Carlos Alcaraz has been able to do. But there's plenty of time for that to happen. And I think it's harder to master the clay, so he's doing a good job right now. Uh, but let's uh, give our prediction on this match before we move on to some other ones. My one, I've already kind of said it, it is going to be Novak Djokovic to win but in three sets. I think Massetti will take the opening set in a tie break. Yeah, I think I'll join you uh, with that. And I think I'll go with the same thing, but I'm going to go for something a little bit more crazy. I the think bagel. that he will be... No, it won't be a <laughs> bagel. bagels in a row. I don't think it'll be a bagel. I think he takes the first set 6-3, um, something like that. And then I think the second set, he'll be up a break. And then Djokovic will break him down and then Djokovic will come back. Djokovic will take the second set and then the third set, it'll be like a one break for a set. And that's the how I see this match going. Once he's broken him down mentally, Djokovic will take over. That's, I mean, prove me wrong, Lorenzo. That's all I can say. Uh, I'm hoping for a fierce battle. We will be covering it on the channel, so make sure you join us for it. I can't wait for it. Um, it's one of the most anticipated matches. I didn't expect to be this up for it, but considering how well Musetti has been playing, it's really, really uh, got the fire burning inside this one. He's a player we both like, and it is happening early in the Masters event, but there's, I don't know, there's some kind of excitement about this match, I would agree. And that's why we're here doing a podcast on it. We've got the compliment king in 10, Arthur Ashe in 75, classic year, great human. Uh, yep. Thanks for joining, mate. And yeah, certainly um, in there with some big, iconic legends of the game. We've got David in. How are we doing, David? Saying hey, Massetti has the capability to beat these top players on clay. Adkaraz at Hamburg, Nole and Sissipas almost at Roland Garros. I think Nola has his work cut out for him. Um, yeah, we've just been speaking about it, David. I think this is going to be an exciting one. Massetti, someone who I predicted to be in my top 10 come the end of the year. And I mean, if he can go and beat Djokovic, he's on his way to maybe get into top 10 because I think then he would be favourite for Monte Carlo if he can beat Djokovic here. And I put him in a contention to go far at Roland Garros, potentially, if he has a nice draw. Do you know the thing that I think he'll want more than anything? And a lot of I points don't even, out there for him. I don't even. I know that beating Djokovic will be a feather in the cap, but I feel that he would love to beat Yannick Sinner here. That the one that if he can get that clash and he beats the number one Italian in this tournament, and they've sort of like it's a sort of a mind game. I'm the number one Italian on clay type thing. If he could do that, 
go deep in the tournament, maybe even go to the final. Who knows? We're talking a lot of ifs and buts. Got to get past Djokovic first. Yeah, and Opta Ace put out a great tweet about Sinner saying that he now has 22 match wins so far this year after beating Diego Schwartzman today. Uh, and you can see there by the graphic, only Daniel Medvedev has more with 29 wins. Uh, Norrie with 21. You go down. And uh, Taylor Fritz, 20, and Alcalaz, 18. So wow. Sinner is someone who's performing extremely well. And he played very well today against Schwartzman. Uh, beat him in straight sets. I think Schwartzman retired, didn't he? Down a... Yeah, Schwartzman did. Yeah, he retired down a break. Not been having a good time of it of late, has Diego, unfortunately. No, rough it's year just... for him, really rough. And I, I think it shows the fact that I don't pick him in any brackets anymore. Yeah, rough year for, for him. Also rough, unfortunately, for Francisco Sarundolo. And uh, another Argentinian did unfortunately go out, but at the hands of another Italian as well. Uh, it was Matteo Berrettini. And saying after blowing a five-love lead in the first set, Berrettini comes from a set down and defeats Francisco Solundolo. And he moves into round three. I think it's a really... This could be a pivotal moment for Matteo Berrettini because Solundolo, a very, very good clay court player. Uh, I actually fancied him to beat Berrettini, if I'm perfectly honest, in this one. And him to come back and actually win this one. Very, very impressive. Um, I think you had him going a little bit further in your bracket. I think, yeah, Berrettini. I believed in Berrettini. I think he's going to do well this Monte Carlo. Um, and I think we hopefully we see some better performances from him because he's not been that reliable, not played enough tennis, too injury prone. Yeah. But hopefully we get to see more of him. Uh, uh, thanks for the super chat from Mamadou yeah. Tiam in the live chat. And Sinner's beaten Adikaz on all three surfaces so far. It's a good stat, that one. Yes, indeed. Um, the only person to have done so. So... It's actually really impressive, really, when you think about it. I feel that they're only going to keep playing on all those surfaces throughout their career. We're going to see maybe, I don't know, 60 matches, 70. Who knows how many times those two will play. I feel it's going to be like another like Rafa Djokovic-style epic uh, thing. So uh, let's go to somebody else that obviously doesn't like the clay, apparently. Um, but seems to be getting a lot better on it. And that was obviously this guy, Daniel Medvedev. Sort of made it look easy, I feel, today. Uh, a really, really comfortable victory against Lorenzo Sonego. Uh, I think that he's not moaning so much, is he, Daniel Medvedev on the clay? I, I thought he looked really good. I thought he's, his movement, I feel that he's sort of adapting a little bit more to the slow, like, play of the clay and he his backhand looked great today the way he's whipping it and moving Sonego around I feel like it's only a matter of time before he calls himself a clay court player surely well, Sonego's <laughs> a tough player to play on clay yeah so he's done a good job there and I think we may see Medvedev surprise some people I said it last year and I was wrong on the clay but he's definitely got the game it's a mental thing once he starts being a little bit more at peace with the clay and not attacking it so much. I think he'll be all right. He was saying today about how he finds it a lot easier to slide on a hard court than on the clay. Interesting. <coughs> but that's just like, that's, that's, he's just what he's used to. I feel that he, he started to show signs today when he's not moaning and he's just playing his tennis. 
he was hitting clean winners. It was more the strategy that impressed me with his tennis today that he was moving Sonego around so well and Sonego couldn't really guess what was coming next. He seemed to just flick it back behind him a lot and that type of shot. And Sonego played, I thought Sonego played quite well, but yeah. unfortunately you're playing against somebody who's only lost three matches this whole year. So and he's won matter. 30 matches as well, more than anyone. It's his first victory on clay since ATP Masters in Madrid. Can he win the whole thing? He's next up is Sasha Zverev. I know you put out a good tweet earlier, Ben, talking about them too. Good rivalry. Yeah. And how do you see that one going? Because I think that is that's a bit of a blockbuster, blockbuster match. Yeah, it it really is just because they played each other 13 times before these two and Medvedev leading the head-to-head 7-6. But it will be their first meeting on the clay courts, as you can see here. Uh, And the last time they played was actually uh, not too long ago, Indian Wells' fourth round. And you can see there 7-6, I mean... These two, the very similar statures, very similar like build. It's an interesting that they they sort of mirror each other. Apart from Zverev, a lot more accomplished on the clay, I would say. Well, last year the way he was playing at Roland Garros, you'd think that that version of Zverev cleans the floor with Medvedev. Yeah, Zverev looked great today as well against Agut. I thought he he was playing some fantastic. Some of the winners off the backhand. That's the one thing I've really missed. Like when we were watching him last year when he was playing Rafa before the injury, I was thinking that backhand was just so lethal. It really caused problem problems yeah. for everybody. Today was the same. Goot couldn't even get close to it. There was just yeah. Sasha's a seriously good player because he can play on every surface. Like he's a he's a top five clay court player. Yeah. Some people well. will be surprised by me saying that, but I generally think he's so good on the clay, moves well. It top just four. seems to be very yeah, he's a he's a top player on the clay, definitely. And could do some damage. Another one who could do some damage, maybe Casper Rude. Uh he yep. managed to get through today, beating Van der Zanslup. Yeah. Of course, Casper Rude's in a good bit of form. He just won an event last week. And he got to roll on Garros final last year. So let's not dismiss him. And the other names to mention, Dominic Team lost to Holger Una. That was straight sets, but team has come out and said how he's feeling a lot more confident in his wrist and he feels that he's able to hit the ball like he used to. So I don't think, I think it's a matter of time until we see team get into a more concrete level. There's no hardship in losing to Holgaruna and it was not, wasn't, it was pretty close in the second set. So mm. I think we give team some more time. I, I disagree. I think you're being nasty on him. I, I, I think I, you're a bit harsh on team. I actually think he's going to surprise people at Roland Garros this year. And we I, could look at him go to like a quarterfinal. Um, I disagree. I feel that he got bullied on the court today. That's my personal opinion. He was at the back of the court. Holger Luna was the much more powerful player. I mean, we're used to seeing Dominic team more be aggressive on hard courts, I, I would say. But the backhand wasn't really firing as much. And Holger Luna was just playing so, so deep on the court. He was hitting the ball so close to the baseline. And he always and, does that. Yeah, but it was such a prime, problem. Prime Dominic team hit the ball far from the baseline like that as well. And no, but I back. mean that Holger Luna was keeping the ball, him 
pinned to the baseline all the time. Yeah, it because, because it's a young, fit Holgoruna is playing the best tennis of his career. Dominic yeah. Team is on the comeback trail and trying to get back up to a good level. He's only just felt some confidence in his wrist and able to hit the ball hard. I am very encouraged by the form. I think you're being super I negative hope... on Dominic Team. I'm not and negative. I think that you're underplaying what he was able to do against a really top, top player in Holgoruna. And I know the scoreline doesn't look great for him, but I think there was more to the match than the score. And on that basis, I'm predicting Dominic team to do quite well at Roland Garros. Quarterfinals, here he comes. Needs a good and draw. If he gets the draw, I will be picking him. We've got uh, David semi-agreeing with me saying team played well versus Runa. I don't think he played badly. I just feel that it... Oh, it's changed it was, too. It was the wrong... It was the definitely the wrong... You said he disappointed opponent. you today, the way he played. No, I said he got bullied. It just looked like he was never in the driving seat in the rallies. He was always playing defence. So if he, that's how he wants to play his role on Garros, playing defence for the whole tournament against more powerful players. Fair. If you can win it like that, go for it. But I don't think you will. I think people like an Alcaraz would dismantle him. Feel like Holgaruna dismantled him. Feel Rafa would dismantle him. Djokovic would dismantle him. Medvedev would dismantle I can go down the list of players I think that would dismantle Dominic team right now. So Clay, Clay Possible, yeah. I feel that he's he's growing. <laughs> you you wouldn't have said that years Clay ago. <laughs> That's the thing. Team versus Medvedev. You <laughs> wouldn't have said Medvedev to uh, Clay Vedev to uh, knock out Dominic Team at Roland Garros. I'm going to be going for it. If it comes up, put my money on Medi. Right, let's wrap it up. But I have two tweets left. Relevant tennis. Uh, tweeted out the last 16 in Monte Carlo. And this is who we've got. We've got the world number one. We've got Russia's top three. We've got Italy's top three. Germany's number one. And live number two. Norway's number one. Poland's number one. Denmark's number one. USA's number one. Czech Republic's number one. Chile's number one. And Latin American race number one. Ooh. And Greece's number one. It's all the number ones. It's all the top players left. Isn't this what we want to see, Ben? From a draw. Yeah. The only sad thing here is there's no Spanish flag and there's no GB flag. Yeah, sad. Where's isn't Draper? It? Who is our number one? Nori. Where's Nori? He's, I don't know where he is. Where is No Nori where, Nadal. Where? Yeah, the Nottingham Nadal nor the real Nadal are not there. And no Alcalaz as well. Obviously, sad not to see either of those in. We'll have to wait and see. Obviously, we've got Barcelona, Madrid. They're the ones that are going to be coming up next. We'll have to wait and see who is going to be playing those Rafa ones. Rafa will be playing Barca. Doesn't look like likely at the moment, but we'll have to wait to hear the official announcements to see if it comes out. No, but... it won't be. I spoke to his doctor earlier. 90% chance Rafa won't be playing, unfortunately, Ben. Is that John Silk? <laughs> Rafa's doctor gave me a call while I was at work and he said 90% chance he will not be playing. Uncle Tony. And uh, the last tweet I want to bring up before we wrap it up, and that is the results. Uh, sorry, no, the fixtures for tomorrow. So Tennis TV tweeted them out and we can just quickly go one. through some of them. There we go. So we have Djokovic, Massetti. I think we spoke about that one a lot. We've both gone for Djokovic. Hercatch, Sinner, Ben. Who are you going for? Sinner. Me too. Medvedev, Zverev. <sighs> That's really tough. Um... I'm going Medvedev. Me too. Berrettini, Runa. Runa. Berrettini. Rublev, Hachanov. Rublev. Hachanov. Struff, Rude. 
Stuff we should have spoken about as well. Did well to uh, come to through as an, an underdog win uh, earlier today. He beat Dimonor, didn't he? In straight yeah. sets. Very good. But I think he goes out. Kasparu looks... Well, he's back at home, isn't he? He looks great on the clay. Yep, I agree. Uh, I'm going to go rude too. Fritz Lehechka. Lehechka. Mm, I think it's Fritz, one, maybe. That. That's the, uh, one of the toughest ones for and me. And Jerry Sissipas. <laughs> it's weird, but I feel like that's a really tough match. Jerry looks really good. <laughs> but I've got to go Sissipas. I've got him winning the tournament. So I'm hoping that he's just able to return that big serve. As long as he's able to return the serve, he's, he's all good. Yeah, I'd agree with you. But let's wrap it up there. Please join us tomorrow for Massetti versus Djokovic. We'll try and cover Medvedev's Zverev too. It's going to be a big day on GTL. Don't miss it. Monte Carlo action, one of our favourite events of the year. We're going to be doing what we can. And if you enjoyed this preview slash podcast, Give us the thumbs up. Give us a like. Subscribe if you're new. And we'll see you tomorrow for more tennis action. Come on. See you then. Vamos. Podcast Network.